0: Welcome to the Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we look at Exodus chapter 10. Then the Lord said, and Yahweh said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show these signs of mine among them, and that you may tell, in the hearing of your son and of your grandson, how I have dealt harshly with the Egyptians and what signs I have done among them, that you may know that I am Yahweh. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country, and they shall cover the face of the land, so that no one can see the land and they shall eat what is left to you after the hail, and they shall eat every tree of yours that grows in the field, and they shall fill your houses and the houses of all your servants and of all the Egyptians, as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen from the day they came on this earth to this day. Then he turned and went out from Pharaoh. And then Pharaoh's servants said to him, how long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve Yahweh their God. Do you not yet understand that Egypt is ruined? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve Yahweh your God. But which ones are to go? Moses said, We will go with our young and our old. We will go with our sons and our daughters and with our flocks and herds, for we must hold a feast to Yahweh. But he said to them, Yahweh be with you if ever I let you and your little ones go. Look, you have some evil purpose in mind. No. Go the men among you and serve Yahweh, for that is what you are asking. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, so that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat every plant in the land, all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt, and Yahweh brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. When it was morning, the east wind had brought the locusts, The locusts came up over all the land of Egypt and settled on the whole country of Egypt. Such a dense swarm of locusts as had never been seen before, nor ever will be again. They covered the face of the whole land so that the land was darkened, and they ate all the plants in the land and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Not a green thing remained, neither tree nor plant of the field, through all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh hastily called Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against Yahweh your God and against you. Now, therefore, forgive my sin, please, only this once, and plead with Yahweh your God only to remove this death from me. So he went out from Pharaoh and pleaded with Yahweh. And Yahweh turned the wind into a very strong west wind, which lifted the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not a single locust was left in all the country of Egypt. But Yahweh hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, and there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days, but all the people of Israel had light where they lived. Then Pharaoh called Moses and said, Go, serve Yahweh. Your little ones also may go with you. Only let your flocks and your herds remain behind. But Moses said, You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to Yahweh our God. Our livestock also must go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind, for we must take of them to serve Yahweh our God, and we do not know with what we must serve Yahweh until we arrive there. But Yahweh hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Take care never to see my face again, for on the day you see my face, you shall die. Moses said, As you say, I will not see your face again. So today we pick up Plagues seven, or sorry 8, 9, Yeah, just 8 and 9 in this text. God continues to harden Pharaoh's heart, in addition to Pharaoh hardening his own heart. We see both of those here. The continued focus of the text on that purpose statement from chapter 7, verse 5, that God was using these plagues to show Egypt that he alone is God. We see that again and again here. But we also see the other purpose of the plagues, which is in verse 2 that you may tell in the hearing of your son and your grandson what God has done that they may know that he is Yahweh. And this is this is it and this is going to be the focus in chapters 12 and 13 coming up in a few days. The focus is on teaching the faith to our children. As a parent, that is your primary task. This is the if if you did nothing else for your child, if you could only do one thing, this is the thing you're supposed to do. Now, that's not the case. I mean, we should also care for our children and provide for our children. God works through us to do such things. But this is your primary task. If you do everything else and fail at this, you haven't done your job. You failed to do your vocation. So teach your children the ways of the Lord. We'll talk about that more in a couple of days. Now, as we look at this... As we we look at that, I guess we could say, even now, and our children could answer this too, what signs of God do we get to tell our sons and grandsons? And we start to talk about the works that God has done for us, and we get to the cross of Christ and the empty tomb, the second coming. Those are the kinds of things that we teach to our children, although we include this kind of material as well, as this is the history of God's people, his church. So the plagues are for both Egypt and Israel to know. And Indeed, all people, as we saw in the previous chapter, that the goal was that the name of God would be proclaimed in all the earth. As we get to verse 3, God gives a new instruction here with Moses. The language to Pharaoh is a little different. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? I chapter 9 verse 17 yesterday we read that pharaoh continues to exalt himself humbling is pretty much the opposite of exalting to exalt is to lift up to be humble is to be uh, to to make yourself low or to not think much of yourself Uh, this is part of the christian way of life we are called to be humble people not prideful not boastful uh, but humble willing to serve anyone Uh, Around us because they are all our neighbor whom God has created and whom he loves So again the instruction let my people go And this time it's locusts as the eighth plague that are going to fill the land Um, Even worse than the filling of the land with the frogs and the gnats and the flies that we've seen in previous plagues They're going to consume whatever plants the hail didn't already destroy So anything left behind is going to be destroyed now And not only the plants, they will also fill the homes. The servants of Pharaoh are picking up on this. Whereas Pharaoh's heart is hardened, the the servants are seeing this. And how long? Similar question. Do you not yet understand that Egypt is ruined? What are you clinging to? Let them go. Now, they do specify let the men go, and Pharaoh's going to pick up on that and turn that around. So, not quite fully there yet, but it's, it's moving in that direction. When Pharaoh learns that Moses wants to take the children as well, he responds. His response is interesting. Yahweh be with you if ever I let you and your little ones go. Essentially, he's saying, this God of yours, if if you and your children leave here together, you're, you're going to need your God's protection because I'm not going to let that happen. This is a threat that he's speaking to Moses here. Now you can ask your children, does this happen? Does Pharaoh let Israel and their children go? And if, which it does, I mean, they do, they let them go eventually here in a couple of chapters. When that happens, Is God with them? When Pharaoh hunts them down, is God with them? This is skipping ahead a couple of chapters, but it's very true. God ends up being with them and protects them, and no harm falls upon Israel, although great harm falls upon Pharaoh and his army. So we'll see that. uh, Two days from now? No, we'll see that part. We'll see that part more like chapter 14 and 15. So Pharaoh's concession here not good enough and the plague comes the locusts come an east wind which means uh the source of the wind so it's blowing out of the east so it's blowing westerly blows upon the land and does it all day all night and with it brings these locusts in such a dense swarm that they covered everything you couldn't even see the ground the land was darkened in other words you you could only see this the, the locusts themselves they ate everything. They ate it all. Just as God said, not a green thing remained. For the second time, Pharaoh admits that he has sinned against God, prays for forgiveness. That's new. He hasn't done that before. But he asks that it only be this once. So he doesn't want full forgiveness. He wants just the limited forgiveness, which we know as Christians isn't worth anything. It's not good to be forgiven for just one of our sin. We need to be forgiven for all of our sin. And thankfully, that's exactly what Christ has done for us. So God hardens his heart again, even after driving the locusts away. As we get to the ninth plague, a plague of darkness, um, you can talk about another time that you find darkness. And not just like nighttime. This is a, a special darkness here. You can see if your children can recall another special darkness in scripture. Here we're trying to think specifically of Jesus on the cross from Matthew chapter 27, where from noon until three that day, the land was covered in darkness. And we don't want to just say that that was a cloudy day. There's something, well, I mean, the the word supernatural actually fits here. So natural is things that normally happen. Supernatural means then it's something that doesn't normally happen. It's not a thing of nature. It was not a thing of nature for... For there to be a thick darkness on the land, so thick that you could feel it. And that's hard to even imagine, right? You turn out the lights, it's dark. Yeah, if it's nighttime, you can't see anything. But you can't feel that. And there's something more to this darkness that the Lord sent upon Egypt at this time. Um, And it's probably something similar to this that really falls upon the land of Jerusalem at the time of Good Friday. Three days this lasted. Verse 23 tells us this isn't just normal darkness. No one rose from his place for three days. They couldn't see anything. I mean, this is the kind of darkness where you might even picture if they tried to light a lamp, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't do anything. They couldn't see anything anywhere. But in Israel, they had land. And they, I'm sorry, they had a light in the land of Goshen where they lived, the, the people of Israel, the people of God. And you can parallel this to the light of the world, to Jesus in the New Testament and Him calling us the light of the world. That's all Matthew chapter 5. Um, it's one of the I am statements of Jesus, too. Um, but this is a place, this is a world of darkness. Whereas we are the light that shines in the darkness as we share Christ with others. So there's a connection you might be able to make there if you'd like to, as you talk to your children about this. Verse 24, Pharaoh cracks a little more, a little bit more concession. You can go and serve Yahweh, take your little ones, but not your animals. So getting there, more progress. Moses uses logic again. I think that's the third time, if I'm remembering correctly, that he's done this. You know We don't know what God's going to want us to sacrifice until we get there. So we have to take them all. Pharaoh won't let that happen. Uh, instead kicks Moses out to never see him again. Promising that on the next time he sees Moses, he'll kill him. So Moses agrees and says, I will not see your face again. That's going to be at the end of our text. That's plagues eight and nine. And tomorrow we end up seeing that 10th and final plague foretold.